have noticed. Anyway, it's a beautiful day in the city of Chicago. I hope you're feeling great out there wherever you are in the world. Uh, it is a beautiful day. It's cold. I mean, it's not actually cold. It feels like fall, which it is fall. It looks it looks gray, <laughs> but you know it's it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. If you if you woke up this morning, it's a beautiful day. You know, it's a beautiful day, and you know it's a beautiful world. I I, I think the world is just a beautiful place, even though we're still trying to make it a better place, and we will get there. Anyway, it's it's beautiful here in Chicago, and I hope you're uh, not feeling depressed, not feeling. Uh, helpless, not feeling as if you don't matter because you do matter. Believe me, you do matter. Never think that you don't matter. Never think that your vote will not count. You know, that that's why a lot of people do not vote. They feel as if their vote will not count. And that's, you know, that's not true. Because I've said a million times on the show, if you don't vote and the midterms are a few weeks away from the, from the date of this telecast, um, uh, uh, you don't vote, your vote is going to be used uh, anyway to elect someone you, you don't want in office. So it's best to use your vote. I mean, there's a lot of religious people out here saying that that's one of the things they don't do is vote. But then your your vote that you don't use is going to be used anyway, but it will be used against you. So why let someone else use your vote against you? Use your vote uh to elect the person that has your uh, uh, needs in mind with the same heart that you have. But vote. If you're not registered, get vote. Get get out there to vote. Okay, uh, the, uh, what I do understand, uh, okay, I've been doing uh for a long time, but, you know, sometimes that just comes out. Anyway, early voting is going to be starting soon. Early voting. Right, voting online, voting by absentee ballot, you know, early voting. And much of the time when there's early voting, it it um means that uh, the Democrats are are doing their job voting. And this is what we're gonna have to do, folks. We're gonna have to vote. These people in office, these people who are are the Republicans. I don't know why I have to stutter to say that. The Republicans are just awful. I mean, they did this. You probably you probably heard this. They did this scam investigation of Brett Kavanaugh. The report came back. They didn't let anybody see it. They didn't let anybody see it. There are parts that were redacted. There are parts that they didn't want you to see. This is a total sham, and more likely they're going to uh, sit this guy on the Supreme Court. No, this liar. He's been convicted. He he has not been convicted of perjury. I don't believe, um, but there is there is perjury in his in his background. He did all these things that won't, this, these these people say he's done, and the FBI knows it. But their hands are tied. The White House gave the FBI a week. Now, what the hell are you gonna do in a week? To investigate Brett Kavanaugh. And then they came back with their findings. I'm pretty sure their findings are saying that this guy should not be on the Supreme Court. There's other judges out there arguing and pleading, do not sit this guy on the Supreme Court. But the Republicans are. They're going to sit him. Why? 
because it is a get out of jail card for most of them. They have to have this guy on the court. Not that he's going to change the court for 50, 60 years. It's the fact that they need him to get their asses up out of jail. And they know once Donald Trump is impeached and out of office, they know um, Mike Pence, if he ends up being the, the next president, he's going to pardon every last one of them. So it's more, it, it's to their benefit if they sit this guy because they're criminals. They're going to jail. They know the Democrats are going to come up with all kinds of shit to lock their asses up with. They know this. So they're going to sit this out. They don't care what he's done. Brett Kavanaugh sat there and lied. He proved that he wasn't fit for the uh, Supreme Court. He proved he wasn't fit to be a human being. Yelling and screaming and making all kinds of faces. Now, if you had a if you had a job, if you were hiring for, hiring for a job at your uh, company, and this guy came in and did an interview exactly the way Kev, uh, Brett Kavanaugh did his interview during the hearing, would you hire him? If you saw the hearing, would you hire him? Hell no. You tell him to get his ass out and don't ever come back. Republicans going to give this man one of the highest jobs, one of the highest positions in America, a Supreme Court justice who is totally qualified, who is totally not qualified. And, and America has seen this and America knows this. So they, you know, con us into thinking that they're going to do some sort of investigation to keep this guy off the court. No. They just threw a bone out there to the, to the American people. That's all they did. Mitch McConnell says he's not going to be intimidated by the American people. Obviously, he, the American people is getting in his old ass. That's good. That's good for the American people. Jump in these people's ass. But you know what? They're going to still do what they're going to do. Because they're crooks, they're thugs, they're scammers, uh, and I'm talking about the Republican Party here. They're crooks, thugs, thieves. Yeah, they're robbing America blind. They don't give a shit if they don't win in the midterms as long as they go away with their pockets full of money, which they will. They'll have all kinds of pensions, and they don't care about the Republican donors that that will not be giving their candidates any more money. They don't give a shit about that. The only priority right now, and I'm hearing by tomorrow that they may uh, vote this guy to be on the Supreme Court. With all of his baggage, with all of his – and the Democrats, they know that this guy is unfit. The American people know that this guy is unfit. There's been people throughout the Capitol in these Republicans' assets. Begging them, do not vote for this man. He's not good for women. But they're so up Donald Trump's ass, it's a crime, a crime shame. There's so much up this man's ass. They're bending down one after each other, kissing his ass. It's a shame. And it's up to us, the American people. It's up to us, not these people in Congress. It's up to us to take back our country. It's up to us. 
People all over the world are listening to me, and they know we have a crisis in America. You know it. And they're wondering why the American people are not standing up to, to this bully. I'm wondering why American people are not standing up to Donald Trump. And it came to me, the American people just do not have the fortitude to actually fight. Voting is fine. Voting is great. Get out there and vote. But to actually go and take their country back, they don't have the fortitude for that. Americans are waiting for someone else to do it. Americans are waiting for someone else to fight their fight. There are 320 million Americans, maybe more, in the United States. If we all converge on that Capitol, if we all converge on that White House, and let them son of a bitches know that we're not going to take it, we're going to fight for our country, you know what? The Republicans are still going to say, well, I'm not going to let the American people intimidate me. I'm not going to be afraid of the American people. You better be. We will kick your ass. You better be. You don't come in here fucking over America because you want to lie in your pockets or you want to try to keep out of jail. This is our country. We're not going to let you fuck it over because you want to be thieves and con men and scammers, liars, uh, trying to bullshit and pull one over on the American people. That's not going to happen. And the Republicans we think they're pulling something over our eyes, doing things that we don't know nothing about, distracting us while raising, while um, voting on 3.8 trillion tax cuts for the rich. What does that mean? 3.8 trillion tax cuts for the rich. What does that mean? That means your social program will be defunct. Food stamps, Medicare, Social Security, Medicaid, all of this. It's the, it's the reverse Robin Hood syndrome. Take from the poor and give to the rich. This is what they're doing. With these tax cuts, the Republicans are making themselves richer. Richer. They do not give a damn about the American people. They don't, even though the American people gave them their jobs. When you go vote for a politician, you're hiring this certain politician to represent you in Congress, to bring back the goodies for you, to bring back the goodies for your state, your family. But lately, people have been voting for people. You people have been voting for politicians who are going to work against them. The Republicans are ruining America. And Americans are letting them do it. Yeah, vote blue, vote vote blue forever, excuse me. Vote blue and vote blue forever. But we have to have the guts to fight physically if we have to. 
it seems that's the only thing that these jackasses understand is a physical fight, not a verbal fight, but a physical one. It's the only thing they understand. They're trying to up in our democracy. These assholes think they are above the law, and they're not. This whole thing is a sham, as some Democrats were saying. It's a sham, their FBI report that the Republicans will not let us see. Ain't that a bitch? They will not let us see the FBI report. Guards of in it. They will not let us see it if we're, as if we're not deserving enough to look at this report, as if we're not good enough to look at this report. Hell, man, we hired you fuckers. You work for us. We want to see the report so we can say it's a scam. It's a lie. It's bullshit. They're going to – the Republicans – who read the FBI report that was due today, that was uh, handed over to Congress today on the investigation of Brett Kavanaugh. I mean, they came out of the, out of the conference from somewhere on, on Capitol Hill, and they were just smiling and grinning, saying that uh, it uh, exonerates Brett Kavanaugh. In, in so many words, they're saying that it exonerated him, that they, that they were pleased with the report. Even uh, Jeff Flake, uh, Susan Collins, all these people who were posturing as if they weren't going to uh, vote for this guy uh, a, a few days ago, a few weeks ago. But now they're all on board. They're going to vote for him. They're going to vote for him. All of this shit was just a scam, a con a bunch of bullshit that they played on America. And some of us fell for it. It was all a scam. Donald Trump running everything from the White House. Lying to the American people. Bullshitting the American people. Like we're the ones who are idiots. That's all this was. We have a lot of work to do. Not only just... Let's say if the Democrats win, they win the House or they win the Senate or they – we still have a lot of work to do. This is just one big mess, one big-ass mess. you got criminals in the White House. you got criminals in Congress. You have thugs all over the place ripping and raping America. And American people aren't doing a damn thing about it. Why is that? There are no checks and balances. I mean, they've thrown that out of the window a long time ago. There are no checks and balances coming from the Supreme Court, coming from Congress on this White House. None. They're all colluding together to take down America. And the only people that can save America are the American people. And we are not doing nothing. Nothing. We're complaining. We don't like what's going on. We're posting. But in general, we're not doing anything. A lot of people say, well, we're going to vote. We're going to vote. We're going to vote. We're going to vote. Get out there and kick some ass. That's what you're going to have to do. 
These people, these these people, they don't understand. They don't give a shit about them being voted out as long as they don't go to jail. And that's what Brett Kavanaugh is. They're doing something for Brett Kavanaugh, and he's going to have to do something for them because they did something for him. They gave him a job on the Supreme Court, and now they're saying, Kavanaugh, we gave you a job. Now make sure you make us above the law, that the police, uh, the FBI can't touch us. This is what this is about. But hold on. We've got one hope. If the, Democrat take, if the Democrats take any chamber in Congress, we win. However, if they take both chambers, the House of Representatives and the Senate, Trump will be impeached and a lot of people are going to go to jail. Remember what I tell you. Trump knows he's going to jail. At this moment, the only thing that's saving Donald Trump's ass from being indicted is that he's president. If he should resign, he becomes a private citizen and he will be arrested. But he's not going to resign because he knows that. Too many of those assholes that uh, uh, work with him have told him that. His crooked ass lawyers, they've told him that. So they have to have this guy. However, the Democrats, if they win both chambers by large margins, they will be able to rip Kavanaugh up off the Supreme Court. Yes, Supreme Court judges can be impeached. If the Democrats do an investigation, a thorough investigation, it comes back that a lot of these claims are very, very true. You believe them to be true. They can impeach him. So why would the Republicans go through so much to sit somebody on the court who could end up being impeached after the midterms? That's a chance that they're going to take. You know, because the Republicans are saying maybe the Democrats will not win. Maybe there's a fluke. Maybe Russia or some other country could hack into our elections so that the Democrats can't win. They're hoping and praying for something like that. Remember when we talked about the Republicans not funding our elections to keep our elections safe? They gave no money. They gave no money. They advocated no funds to keep our elections from being hacked. So they are hoping and praying that our elections are will be hacked and that makes them give them control of back gives back control of everything to the republicans and if the republicans win if they get everything we're fucked excuse my language but i'm america is screwed you are screwed they're coming after us the people they're not going to go after Iran or Russia or um, North Korea or any other country. Congress and Donald Trump, they're coming after, after the American people, us, you, me, them. These are the people they're coming after because they want America Lock, stock, and barrel. They want to line their fucking pockets with our money. 
They don't give a shit if you're old, young, white, black, blue, whatever. They don't care if you voted for them. They don't give a damn uh, about any of that. These monsters, and I call them monsters, these monsters in the White House, they are really, really monsters. Folks, this is a battle between good and evil. This is not a, a battle of race between Democrats and Republicans. This is a battle between good and evil. And the, the Republicans are evil. The, they're, they're, they're past being bad. They're past being mean. They're evil. Evil, evil, evil. These are some mean monsters. And they're coming after the American people. They're coming after the press. They're going to be coming after Facebook users. They're going to be coming after most people who criticize Donald Trump. But I'm going to tell you something. People, people, uh, other countries also criticize Donald Trump. They criticize him. They don't like him. But but you see, Donald Trump, he's not running other countries. He's he is the president of America. And a lot of people are complaining. They said they don't want Donald Trump on their phone. And I and I concur that. I don't want Donald Trump or any Republican sending some alert to my phone. I don't want it. I will I will burn my phone. Do not send me any alerts, a presidential alerts. I don't want that. I will throw my phone away. I don't want it. And a lot of other Americans say they don't want it. They're pissed off. Don't use my phone that way. I paid for it. I bought it. It's mine. Leave it alone. You know, and a lot of people have complained about that because they don't want they don't like Donald Trump. We don't like Donald Trump. But yet he's trying to infiltrate into our lives. A dictator. Go straight to hell. Stay away from my phone. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. show on Blog Talk Radio at 6.30. It is 6.26, sorry, p.m., straight up Chicago time. It's a dull, I feel like I'm writing a book <laughs> when I say that it's a dull, cloudy day, but there's uh, people out and about, and uh, it's, it's actually a beautiful day. It's a beautiful time. I mean, you're alive, you know, um, even though I'm talking about this Donald Trump garbage, but, you know, it, it's relevant because this is our country. And we have to try and do something to um, keep it. We can make this country great. It, it, uh, America is not great. And Donald Trump is doing everything he can not to make America great. That's just a slogan, a con slogan, some bullshit that he put together uh, running for uh, office. Make a excuse me. Make America great again. Give me a break. We're gonna make it great again when we vote all of these assholes out of office. And I'm talking about voting out Republicans everywhere, federal, state, city, 
local races, vote them out all over America, no matter where they may be running. Vote them all out. Uh, because they're all on the same page. They're all thinking the same. They're all about the same destruction of America. Vote them all out. Everywhere. Everywhere you can. Uh, That's taking our country back. Because the Republicans are all about cheating and lying and lining their pockets with our money. How How many Republicans so far have gone to jail for campaign finance? Lots of them. How many Republicans have gone to jail for sexual assault? Lots of them. How many Republicans have lied to the American people and gotten caught? Lots of them. How many Republicans have stolen our tax money? Lots of them. How many Republicans uh, in Donald Trump's circle have gone to jail? About six or seven including Paul Manafort. They still haven't uh, uh, sentenced Michael Cohen yet, but Michael Flynn, George Papadopoulos, on and on and on. Everybody but the master thief himself, Donald Trump. Donald Trump needs Brett Kavanaugh to get him out of jail. And, and a lot of people are saying, what's taking Robert Mueller's for so long? So long to to lock up Donald Trump. Well, as I've said before, Robert Mueller, I'm thinking, and a lot of these other folks who have all of these lawsuits on Donald Trump, they don't want to come out. See, it's about three or four weeks from the midterms uh, at the date of this show, and a lot of them do not want to come out with anything earth-shaking or bombshell kind of news before two or three weeks into the midterms because um, before the intern, before the midterms, because they feel that uh, Republicans will start screaming the timing of this. So if you hear anything about these lawsuits and, 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 uh, and other bombshells from Robert Mueller's office, it's going to be after the midterms, maybe soon after the midterms. But I don't think we're going to hear anything before the midterms on Donald Trump's situation. And it's a lot. <laughs> it's a hell of a lot. They're not talking about Donald Trump helped um, his family hide taxes. That's tax evasion. There is so much up Donald Trump's ass and it keeps on coming. Donald Trump should be in jail for tax evasion. But hey, wow, he's president, so they say he can't be indicted. Some bullshit clause they got a whole over here in the Department of Justice. Folks, we have to take the country back. Simple as that. It's up to the American people. We have but the American people do not have stomach to fight. But we going to vote blue joys. American people do not have the physical ability to get out of here and fight. And this is a fight. This is a fight for young people to take back America. I mean, if you're 65 or 75 or 85, it, it's great to get out there. But basically, this is a fight for the young people of America. Teens, 
20-somethings, 30-somethings, 40-somethings, 50-somethings. This is a fight for young America, whereas old people will uh, join in. Older people will join in. All right, you've been listening to the George Washington Show talking about getting back our country and make make America great, great again. Yeah, uh, because we have, as Americans, we have lost a lot of standing work the bottom. America is on top of all the countries in the world. You know, I mean, if you did a, lit, a litany test or something, we were on top. I mean, if you researched America and, and other countries in the world, you would find America right there in the top 10, if, if not on top. But now, since Trump and these crooked-ass scam Republicans have taken over, controlling everything, bringing everything uh, crumbling to the ground, we're at the bottom <laughs> of the list. We're at the bottom of the list, uh, and that's true. And basically, other leaders of the world, they're not laughing at Americans. They're laughing at Trump. They're laughing at Trump, and they're saying that Americans uh, must do something to take their country back. This is coming from other countries, folks. Okay, now if Trump is going to be visiting uh, another country soon, they're going to have protests up the ass for him, beating him tooth and nail. Why can't America do that? Why can't America fight this monster the way other countries fight him when he tries to go and visit? We need other countries and other people to fight our battles for us. I'm going to come out and say, yeah, because the American, the American people are just not up for the fight. American people are just too soft for the fight. And this is, and the Republicans know this. Okay, I've been reconnected. <laughs> I got cut off or something. But anyway, uh, America, you have to stand up to bullies. And I'm, uh, because there's so many people who do not. And they think it's, and they think it is that it's okay not to stand up to bullies. America, you have to stand up to bullies. If you do not stand up to bullies, the bullies will keep coming after you. They will keep coming after you because they know you're afraid. They know they can push you around. They're gonna keep coming after you. One thing to note that most bullies, if not all, are cowards. But they see that you you are afraid of them, afraid of them, so they're gonna come after you. You must stand up to bullies. If you don't, they're gonna keep coming after you. If you don't, they're gonna keep wreaking havoc on you. I'm not saying go out there and punch a bully in the face. I'm just saying stand your ground. Sometimes you just stand your ground and let them and let the bully know that you're not going to take the shit anymore. They will leave you alone. And in some cases, the bully may even become your best friend. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We're going to check this connection. We'll be right back. Freedom. This is what I call. Well, I want to say 
Street Journal will have anybody talking to the president. The Wall Street Journal's editorial board writes today, quote, every sentient voter in 2016 understood that Donald Trump had a bad history with women, but mistakes of character tend to catch up with everyone, and that's what is now happening with President Trump and his many women. Mr. Trump can't retain the best legal counsel because no one wants a client who ignores all advice. He wants to answer questions from Mr. Mueller, but probably won't prepare enough to avoid even accidental self-incrimination. The Stormy Daniels case is typical of Mr. Trump's pre-presidential behavior in thinking he can, with enough threats and dissembling, get away with anything. He's never understood that a president can't behave that way, and this may be the cause of his downfall. Susan, um, this is just among the first cracks in uh, terms of support, editorial support for the right. president from the journal. Yeah, and that's but the journal's exactly right. When you talk about the fault of his character coming back to haunt him, that not only plays to the president, but it also plays to a lot of Republicans in the House and the Senate right now who should be saying, I will stand up for what's right. I will speak against the president and what he's doing, as whether it's his policies or even some of the things, his, the attacks he makes on women and other people. But the Stormy Daniels thing is just something that hits so hits him so differently. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, we know he hasn't tweeted about it. He hasn't gone anywhere. But I think it's just a matter of time, and that's what I think a lot of people are waiting for. You know, Eddie, there's a piece in the New York Times today by Jonathan Martin about. Uh, various Republicans running around the country right. and they cannot they can't stand up and talk about real issues that affect people because the first question out of the box is the president's behavior right I mean it seems to me that this uh, tef Teflon Don is no longer Teflon Don when it comes to, to to the Stormy Daniels question I think there are three C's here uh, there's the case there's the client and there's the climate I don't think any lawyer in their right mind wants to take on the case I don't think any lawyer who, who's worth his or her salt uh, wants to deal with a client that will not pay attention, that will not lie, that will not follow advice. That and will then not th pay. That will not pay. <laughs> and then there's the climate. The climate is not only the Me Too movement, 
the Me Too movement has changed the way in which uh, people understand and, and accept uh, certain kinds of behavior, where the, how they judge that behavior. There's the climate in terms of uh, the, the serious, uh, I think, uh, response to Russian interference in our elections. There's uh, kind of economic uncertainty. There's the chaos that's coming out of the White House. So all of this that, that, that I think informs how people are judging and assessing what's going on, I think is also shaping and informing how lawyers are, are assessing whether or not they will take on this case. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and speaking of the Republicans and that Jonathan Martin article and Stormy Daniels, let's go to the latest in the Stormy Daniels story. Uh, the porn star is now suing Donald Trump's personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, for defamation, claiming that he betrayed her as a liar when denying claims of her affair with Donald Trump. The new filing also argues that the $130,000 hush money agreement signed just 11 days before the election should be nullified because it violated campaign finance law. Meanwhile, the White House is trying to explain why the president has not responded to the porn star directly. Yesterday, the in the morning after her 60 Minutes interview aired, the president tweeted, quote, so much fake news, never been more volu voluminous or inaccurate. But through it all, our country is doing great. A senior administration official tells NBC News that the president has discussed his response with several aides and has been told that the Stormy Daniels issue doesn't rise to the level of a presidential response. The senior official also counseled Trump, telling him that it doesn't endanger his presidency or agenda. Here's the White House yesterday. Can you state categorically that the president, his campaign, and the Trump organization did not violate federal law, specifically election law, uh, regarding that payment? Well, uh, I can speak for only the White House, uh, and I can say categorically that obviously White House didn't engage in uh, any any wrongdoing. Uh, the campaign or uh, Mr. Cohen, the, yeah, the campaign or Mr. Cohen can address uh, anything with respect to their uh, actions. With respect to uh, that interview, I will say the president strongly, clearly, and uh, has consistently denied these underlying uh, claims, and the only person who's been inconsistent is the one making the claims. Was the president aware of a physical threat made against Ms. Daniels when she was with her daughter back in 2011? Well, the president doesn't believe that uh, any of the claims that uh, Ms. Daniels made last night in the interview are accurate. He doesn't believe she was threatened? Uh, no, he does not. What, what's his basis for that, Raj? Sorry? What's his basis for that? Well, he just uh, doesn't believe that, um, you know, there's nothing to corroborate her claim. All right, we've also learned that 22 million people watched 60 Minutes Sunday. The Porn Star interview was actually the news magazine's highest rated episode in a decade, second only to Barack and Michelle Obama's sit down in 2008, beating Donald Trump's 2016 interview and any interview Donald Trump has ever had on 60 Minutes. Stormy Daniels' lawyer did some trolling, though, tweeting, quote, since this is really what matters, LOL, the ratings for my client Stormy Daniels' appearance on 60 Minutes last night crushed by millions. Any apprentice show in the last 10 years as well as Mr. Trump's November 2016 appearance. Hashtag priorities. We will leave that there. Meanwhile, Republican lawmakers are finding it increasingly tough to escape Donald Trump's shadow. 
with many facing the grim future of a midterm that's going to be a referendum on the president's personal conduct and behavior. Quote, I don't see headlines with porn star Susan Nancy Pelosi, said Democratic Congressman Cedric Richmond. And Pennsylvania Republican Ryan Costello, in discussing his decision not to seek re-election to the House, said the president was getting in the way of the GOP's message. We're talking about porn stars and the president rather than about tax policy or what we need to get done by the end of the year or what should have been in the omnibus. It's very difficult for me to get that message out because we're talking about Stormy Daniels or it was McCabe. Before that, it was Rex Tillerson and where he heard the news that he was fired. And just one thing after another, um, it, it, is, it is deeply frustrating. I will, I will certainly say that. John Meacham, uh, that's Ryan Costello, a rising star in Pennsylvania politics. He was expected to go places in the House. Now he's going home. Uh, and we find the article, this New York Times article, talks about the Catch-22 that we've been discussing for the past year. And that is Republicans have to act a certain way to get past the primary process, or they believe they right. do. I think they're badly mistaken. but. They think they have to bow and scrape to Donald Trump and apologize to Donald Trump to get through that primary process. But if you do that in a Nevada senatorial primary or in an Arizona uh, senatorial primary, as the article uh, explains, you make yourself radioactive in the general election and you lose. Has Congressman Costello ever said who he voted for for president in 2016? I mean, is is, yeah. is he surprised uh-huh. by by this? Is is this a you know? It's a Claude Rain. It, it makes Claude Rains look like a documentary. I mean, yeah. of course, <laughs> this candidate is getting in the way of an agenda. I mean, what 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 planet are they on? Um, this is the the world we've all been living in since since the escalator uh, <laughs> is is the same one. Uh, and so to suddenly discover, like Miranda in The Tempest, that, oh, brave new world, Donald Trump is a distraction from the issues of substance facing America? Good God. Um, well, uh, sorry, yeah. I just, and, I'm, and, just, I'm just, I'm just no, flabbergasted no. that, that uh, suddenly a Republican would discover that maybe this unconventional president isn't really great for an underlying conser- movement conservative agenda. Huh. Yeah, well, and John, and, and maybe if they had been speaking out against the worst, yeah. uh, his worst instincts, his worst character traits from the very beginning, yeah. as I've been saying, maybe he would have checked those at the gate when he went into the White House yeah. if he thought he ever was going to have to pay any consequences from the Republican Party. But they have bowed and they have scraped and they have been scared to death. And let's just start at the very top with Paul Ryan, who said, yes, he's a racist. Yes, what he said was the epitome of, 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 of a racist statement. And yes, I'm going to endorse him. When that is where the party leader starts and that is where the party starts, it's obvious this is where we're going to end up. Yeah. You, the, where you want to be in this, uh, just... Just to be a total self-parody here, uh, historically, you'll want to be Margaret Chase Smith, the senator from Maine who in 1950 said that Joe McCarthy was violating fundamental American principles. You don't want to be the guys in 54 who just caught up with the idea that maybe things weren't so great with red baiting. 
And so one of the tragedies of the last era, and we, we, yeah, I've used this line before, but this is one of the few cases of when Trump won the nomination of a hijacker boarding a plane and the passenger sided with the hijacker. Okay. But it's all, you know, the fun's over, you know? We're now sort of commending yeah. him in this bizarre moment for not tweeting about, uh, about a, a, a porn star. So I just think, I just think uh, I, I, the profiles encourage when, after, the, after the fire has, has come down, I think, is, is, is a bit much. And, and Joe, just to and, go to and, your point yeah. about Speaker Ryan, it's the last week in March, and he has not announced that he's seeking re-election yet. As a matter of fact, there's some rumors going around that he may step down. But when it comes to people that he's trying to get to run for office, how can he possibly influence them when he's not willing to say he himself is running, willing to run for re-election? And that's starting to filter all the way down into the local races. And, and you know, uh, Richard, you either, we're talking about, John Meacham and I were talking about how we've said that it's the first time that a hijacker took over a plane, talking about Trump taking over the Republican Party, and everybody in the plane cheered on the hijackers. Well, guess what? We've now gotten to a point where that plane is either going to crash or Republicans are going to figure out a way to land the plane. And continuing to let the hijacker take control of the cockpit. I mean, this, I understand people are going to say, oh, you have to do it. We have to do it. We, no, you don't. You really don't. We ran Newt Gingrich out of town when he stopped representing conservative principles. I'm not saying they have to run Donald Trump out of town, but they can tell him no. I mean, the, the thing that bothers me, Richard, is we're on Sesame Street. Today's number is two. If only two Republican senators stood up. There you go. And two Republican senators went to Donald Trump and said, I understand you don't have any discipline. I understand that nobody has ever held you to account. Well, that's fine. You do what you want to do. But we're just here to tell you, like Barry Goldwater told Richard Nixon in 1974, it's over. You either begin behaving in a respectable, responsible way, or you lose our two votes and you no longer have a majority of the United States Senate. Now, I can think of two senators that were retiring, and I really wonder what Bob Corker and Jeff Flake want their legacy to be, but we really don't need their floor speeches. We really don't need their tweets. We need them to step up and protect the republic. But there seems to be absolutely no courage among Republicans here. No, you're, you're right, and I was going to mention the same two senators. I don't see a lot that they've got to lose, so it's, it'd be an easy profile and courage for them to stand up. My guess is, though, more broadly, Joe, particularly in the House, you would, again, you'd know this better than I would, but my hunch is people are going to have to go through November. And only after November, and assuming these trends hold, that uh, it's a debacle for Republicans, and a lot of it's attributed uh, to the president, that then some people in the Republican Party may say, hey, if this party has any future, We've got to wrestle it back, and we've got to find out what it is we, we stand for and have some return to, to our roots. But I would be really surprised if that were to happen after, what, the last 14, 15 months ahead of, of that kind of a, a political awakening or whatever you want to call it, debacle. So my guess is 
other than the odd statement, I, I, I kind of think what, what we're seeing is what we're going to get, as distressing and as depressing as it's going to be. And by the way, what you know, we'll talk about it later, I expect, it's not as though the world is going on pause while we're doing this. You've right. got all these things coming at the United States, from Iran to, to North Korea to trade, you name it. And, and, and where's the Senate? Where's the House? Where are the yeah. hearings? Where is Congress standing up? Not just about the president's personal behavior. How about about his policy? Where are people holding up a mirror and saying, are we comfortable with where this president and this administration are steering the, uh, the ship of state? Do we agree with these things? This is consequential. So I want them not just to basically question his character, as important as that is. I want somebody to start questioning his policies. Yeah, and there is no consistency. There is no courage. One day they stand up to him, the next they go golfing with him, the next he's their best friend. There, there does seem to be absolutely no, uh, no consistency. Um, hey, Eddie, really quickly before we go to break, uh, the woman who inspired, or actually at the time, the young girl uh, who inspired action, which actually led uh, eventually to the end of segregation in the United States, passed away yesterday. Talk about the young girl who, who looked up at those steps uh, in Little Rock, Arkansas, so many years ago and said they were big steps and my feet were so small, my legs were so small, uh, but she walked up those stairs anyway and changed history. Yeah, Linda Brown is one of those ordinary heroes that fundamentally transformed the country. Uh, here we have a family in Topeka who just simply did not want uh, their child to walk so far away in order to go to school at the, the white school right down the street. She really desperately wanted to attend and they would not admit her because she was an African-American. Uh, and they joined the case uh, with the NAACP and the leadership of Thurgood Marshall. Uh, and they fundamentally transformed the country. Uh, and we need to talk about these young children, these young people. Um, Little Rock Nine, uh, you think about the student sit-ins. These are young folk who fundamentally put their lives on the line and challenged hatred, face, face front, challenged hatred front on. Um, and as a result, uh, the nation is different. But we have to then, as we celebrate our life, acknowledge the fact that the country's schools remain as segregated today as they were in the 1960s. We still have a lot of fight to do. You know, Joe, well, a lot it, of fight it, to do. it, it, it yeah. gets to, you know, one small step, climbing the schoolroom steps. A young girl exhibits courage, and we are now part of an age where United States senators don't have the courage to stand up to the President of the United States. Well, and, and that's one of the reasons why I, I talked about that quote. Think about the courage in Kansas. Think about the courage in Little Rock, the courage at Old Miss in Oxford, Mississippi, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. So many students uh, being courageous so long ago and actually changing the world that we lived in. Now, it's hard to even find a couple of senators who will stand up to the constitutional right uh, that, is, that is occurring in Washington, D.C. We just, we just need some profiles and courage like that. Still ahead on Morning Joe, the United States joins its allies in sending a clear...
this investigation right now, I don't know, for a few days, maybe a week. It was a week. You you can't find anything out concrete in that time. The White House tied the the FBI's hand. They know it. And Susan Collins came out and said that the investigation was very thorough. Now, who in the hell she thinks is going to believe that bullshit? They pandered, they postured, they poised for the camera to make you think that they were on the fence when it came to voting for Kavanaugh. They were right locked. They were in lockstep with voting for Kavanaugh. I'm talking about Jeff Flake, um, Susan Collins, and maybe uh, Lisa uh, Merkel, Mazowski, whatever her name is. Uh, These are Republicans. These are the three people who can keep this man off the court. But now they're locked. They've seen the report. Nobody's seen him seen him report, but the Republicans. They've seen him report. And they said that this man is going to be confirmed. There's nothing there damaging. They're lying their ass off. If you saw the hearing with Brad Kavanaugh, you know the Republicans are lying. Uh, they should be voted out of office. He, this guy is going to – Jeff Flake is going to quit after – after the midterms, he'll be out. So he, you know, I mean, if he has a conscious conscience, you know, he would, you know, do the right thing. But the Republicans always bitching about this and bitching about that. But when push comes to shove, they are they are in lockstep with Donald Trump. This investigation, as I've said before, folks, was a scam. Scam on the American public. A scam to keep us quiet. A, a scam to keep us from knowing the truth. It was a scam. If Brad, if Brad Kavanaugh is confirmed, the Democrats have the will, hopefully, have the power to impeach him, get his ass, whip his ass up out of that uh, seat uh, in the Supreme Court that the rogue ass, criminal ass, scam ass Republicans given him. And I'm going to say this again. Republicans are hustlers. They're criminals. They're con men, women. Uh, they're crazies. They're liars who are raping America to line their pockets, to lie. Brett Kavanaugh is the Republicans' get out of jail card. It's their I'm above the law card. Yeah, I know about women's bodies than they know about their bodies. It's going to be bad for women. It's going to be bad for everybody. It's going to be bad for people on Social Security, Medicare, if this guy is permanently seated on the Supreme Court for life. Now, the Supreme Court, as you probably know, is a job for life. I mean, you don't get up out of the Supreme Court until you're dead. It's a lifetime position. However, if someone on that Supreme Court um, has committed the crimes that Kavanaugh has committed, the Democrats have the power to impeach. Now, we cannot forget Clarence Thomas. He's on the Supreme Court. And the Republicans are doing the same thing with Kavanaugh as they've done with uh, Clarence Thomas, who 
you know, is a sexual predator. So if if um, if and when, put it that way, because it seems certain that this guy will be uh, on the Supreme Court. If this happens, we will have two sexual predators, Republican uh, sexual predators on the Supreme Court. I mean, you can't get rid of one without getting rid of, rid of the other one. But Clarence Thomas has been there since maybe over 20, 25 years or something like that. He's been there, pushed through. He was rammed through. He was plowed through. The Democrats had reservations about him, but the Democrats let him stay. But somehow this Kavanaugh shit is a little bit different, not much, but a little bit different as to some Democrats are very, very pissed off because they were left out of the loop. The American people are pissed off because we were left out of the loop. Let us see the report. Let us see what the conclusions were to the um, uh, this investigation into Brett Kavanaugh's fitness for the Supreme Court. Let us see it. They won't. They don't want to see it. And if and if they did let us see it, they would redact a whole lot of it. That means they they would black out a lot of stuff on on the uh, report, so we couldn't see it. As if it's none of our business. We're the ones who put them there. And I've said this before: the Republicans do not give two shits about the people who put their asses in office. They don't even care about their own constituents. They don't even care about the the people in their districts, in their own states who put them in office. They look away from those people who gave them their jobs to kiss Donald Trump's ass. It's just frightening, folks. We have to get out here. And I've said this before. When we vote, we have to vote in droves. We got to vote like we really mean it because America is on the line with these rotten Republicans. And if these Republicans somehow sneak back into office, we're fucked. We're doomed. I'm not going to say it straight out. We're doomed. We have to get out here and vote. Every vote counts. Every vote is needed. Vote blue. Every vote counts. We got to get these shit-ass people out of our government. They were the wrong people to put in. Uh, of course, this is this hasn't just started with the Republicans. This has been going on for years. It's just that when Donald Trump came along, he was their savior, their their uh, messiah with his dumb ass. He was their savior and their sire, um, messiah. Excuse me. Uh, I'm overexcited probably. <laughs> but uh, – there's no doubt about it. You got to get out here and do your job. You got to get out here and vote. You got to stop whimpering and whining and stay up and stay pissed off. I think that's the best way to say it uh, for the American people. Stay pissed off. As long as you're pissed off, as mad as hell, you're not going to take it anymore. You know you're going to get out there and vote. We know you're going to get out there and do your thing. You're going to vote. Republicans are scared shitless that you are going to vote. They don't want you to vote. They are working overtime to try to suppress the vote. And they are. Pennsylvania, I mean, a lot of these states, they are working overtime to keep you from voting. However, if enough people get out here and vote, 
voter suppression will be minor. Gerrymandering will be minor. We have to vote in droves, thousands, millions, trillions. We got to get out here and do it. Every vote is needed. Every vote is counted. The Republicans are probably praying for some sort of cyber attack on the election. I'm pretty sure they are, but I'm pretty sure that states uh, around America, I'm pretty sure they have protections uh, set in to protect the vote. And it's a damn shame that our president and the Republicans did not put any money forward or any funds forward for election protection to to uh, secure our elections. They didn't give one penny because they don't want you to vote. They do not want you to vote, but they know you are going to vote because they can see it and feel it in the wind that there's going to be a there's going to be a mighty upset in November. From the date of the show, November is next month. So, we got about 4 4 and a, four weeks and maybe a few days before we actually get out there and vote. I'm pretty sure the media is going to be really really riveted. And please don't let the things happen in this midterm election that happened in 2016. Nobody in their right fucking mind knew that we were going to get Donald Trump. The media was saying that Hillary Hillary has been projected winner here. Hillary projected winner there. Trump the winner here. Trump, Trump, Trump. I said, oh my goodness, this man is going. And he did. There are people after Trump's election, soon after Trump's election, soon after Trump was pronounced president of the United States, a lot of people walked away and cried in their soup and trying to figure out what the fuck happened. What happened was that a lot of people who were disappointed in Obama turned against Obama and voted for Trump. A lot of people who did not like Hillary turned away from Hillary and voted for Trump. That's how Trump got in. This dissatisfaction with Obama, dissatisfaction with um, Hillary, and basically dissatisfaction with the Democrats. People who once voted Democrats voted for Trump. And now they feel really bad about that, but it's too late. Okay, Trump's there. We got to figure out a way to rid of him. We got all these shitty Republicans in Congress. We got to figure out a way to get their asses out of our Congress, get Donald Trump out of our White House. As you can probably tell, I don't like Donald Trump, and I don't like these Republicans who lie and scam and cheat the American public like Donald Trump. People are saying Donald Trump destroys everything he touches. That has never been so true. He does. He does. Six bankruptcies. He's got suits all up his ass. Donald Trump may be rich, but he's not successful. I don't care how many Trump towers you see. Most of those uh, towers were he's still paying for. Them. And I'm hearing with with uh, blood money, gangster money, 
laundered money. The FBI, the FBI, they have the goods on Donald Trump, but their hands are tied by Donald Trump. And the reason why he's still in office, two reasons. And those reasons are he's being protected by some clause or some some outline or of something on the FBI books that says that a sitting president cannot be indicted. Also, he's being protected by Congress, who are lining up every day to kiss his ass. And uh, and the American people are sick of it. We we know what's going on. We know that the Republicans are scammers. We know that they're liars. We know that they don't give a shit about the people who put their asses in office. He, we know that they are for party over country. We know that. And they know that they're on their way out. But they figure, hey, wow, I'm rich, so what the hell? You're still poor, but I'm rich. Yeah, they're going to be walking out the door with all of our tax money. And there's nothing we can do about it. Is there? All right, you being you've been listening to the Joe Water Jr. show on Blog Talk Radio. It is, and, <laughs> and uh, it, it's been fun, folks. We just we just have to take America back, and I'm here with you to help you take it back, because I am such advocate on on getting rid of these monsters in in Congress and and in the White House. You just don't know. You just don't know, and I do think that things are going to happen. We just have to hang in there. American people, thousands of protesters 
So we do have a lot of protesters out out and about protesting uh, Kavanaugh's uh, nomination to the Supreme Court. But does the Republicans care? Thousands of pro- thousands of protesters, excuse me, including sexual assault survivors and their allies, marched on Washington from each E. Barrett uh, Street, where Kavanaugh currently works. Works? He has a job. <laughs> After that, someone he's working. Oh wow! Um, and the crowds filled the Senate halls. Police began making arrests for civil disobedience. This is what I'm talking about. America's, Americans have to fight. They have to make the even if they get arrested. If they don't, if they don't have a criminal background or a criminal record, they're going to be processed and released. But America, Americans have to make a stand. We have to show these assholes, Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, Jeff Flake, Susan Collins, and all these other Republican assholes, that the American people, we're not going to take it. We're going to come down there where you are. Mitch McConnell said that he wasn't going to let the American people intimidate him, 85-year-old bastard, screwing his own constituency, screwing his people, screwing America. Okay, it says here uh, Capitol Police had arrested 302 people for unlawful demonstration at the Senate building. Okay, I don't know what's unlawful about this. Trump doesn't like protesting. He thinks protesting should be uh, uh, made criminal, as if he could talk, right? As if he can talk. But this is what I'm talking about. America, Americans have to show that they got some gut, that they're not going to stand for this shitty-ass Congress and these thug-ass Republicans. I'm, you know what? Uh, the midterms are next month. Maybe uh, I'm going to be talking a different tune after the midterms. Uh, uh, but what I'm going to be talking about after the midterms is once the Democrats either take over the House of Representatives or the Senate or maybe both chambers, I'm going to be talking about voting never voting Republican again, voting all Republicans out of uh, office all over America. That's what my show is going to be about. We got to get rid of all of these monsters they're, because they're all over the place and they're making a mess. Gerrymandering, suppression of vote, stealing, pack, stealing campaign money, stealing taxpayer money, lying. A lot of them are uh, sexual uh, abusers, domestic violence abusers, we got to get these people out, liars, total liars. And this is a time, I believe, in, in, American, in America where we should never, ever forget the Donald Trump era. We should never, ever get what Donald Trump and the thug Republicans have put on America. Once we get these jackasses out and out forever, books will not be kind to this Congress, to this president. And to some of his supporters, it will not be kind. And everybody who's anybody, after this administration is done, after this debacle is over, hopefully, everybody 
is going to be writing more books about Donald Trump. There's going to be there's going to be a treasure trove of people coming out writing books about Donald Trump. You think Bob Woodward's book or Amarosa or um, uh, Stormy Daniels' book? Stormy Daniels' book doesn't get any play. <laughs> it doesn't get any play. But anyway, everybody's going to be writing books about Donald Trump. I mean, there's, there's about six or seven books out there on the market already that's uh, vilifying Donald Trump. But there's going to be so many because there's going to be so many people uh, uh, writing books because they are in his inner circle. I bet you um, Vanka comes out with a book on, on our father. I bet John Kelly comes out with a book. Uh, Regis Philman come out with a book. These are all people who are work for Donald Trump. Of course, Michael Corn is going to come out with a book. It's going to be a lot of books out there about this fake president. It's going to be a lot of books. I have a book coming out. <laughs> I'm not trying to plug my book anyway. Uh, I have a book coming out in 2019 about Donald Trump, but it basically is a start to finish, a litany on, on things that have, have happened since the day he was elected until whenever you know the book is finished or he's finished. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of books written about Donald Trump. I'm surprised that a lot of authors on Facebook aren't. A lot of people on Facebook, they're writers, but they're not political writers. Uh, I've heard that, you know. So anyway, there's going to be a lot of books coming out about this, and Donald Trump can't stop them. As long as we have a uh, First Amendment and a Constitution, he can't stop them. But the Republicans, they don't give a shit about the Constitution or the amendments. Donald Trump doesn't care a damn thing about the Constitution. The only time he cares something about the Constitution, when it benefits him. But if it benefits the American people, he doesn't give a damn about the Constitution. And you say to yourself, how did we get this far? How did America come this far? How did we fall so far? I, I, you got me. I mean, we did our Dylan's, Dylan's uh, in um, 2016. We voted for Hillary. Everybody I know voted for Hillary. How in the hell did this happen? People were upset with Obama. They switched their votes. People were upset with Hillary. Thought she was slick and a, and a liar. I, I, I even had some hesitation about Hillary. But I voted for her anyway. Because I did not want Donald Trump in the White House. In our White House. I did not want him in the White House. Through some fluke, some glitch, we have Donald Trump as a president. And then there was the folks who didn't vote. Too many people who voted for Donald Trump. Too many. And a lot of those people right now, as I said before, they regret their vote. Donald Trump does not give a damn about them. Donald Trump does not give a damn about the people who voted for him. The Republicans do not care about their own state, their own district. The people put their asses in office, gave them their best health care ever. Gave they don't give a shit. They're just lining up in single file, kissing Donald Trump's ass. 
and they love it. They love it. And they hate America. They really do. Donald Trump never liked America. He can't borrow money here. He's never liked America. Because he can't be a dictator. Anyway, you've been on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we have the New York Times op-ed here. We're going to do that probably next week. Uh, we're just about off the air, folks, here. I want to say join me next week. We, we, get, we have a slew of guests to be on the show talking about whatever they want to talk about. Who, who knows? Who cares? So uh, we're off the air here just about, and I hope you join the George Wilder Jr. Show next week. We're going to have lots more fun, folks, and uh, we're going to be taking this country back, and I'm going to do my best, do my part, and you have to do yours. You do your part in taking back the country. I'm going to do mine. And I see a lot of people down here at the Capitol building uh, uh, protesting in front of the White House doing theirs. You do yours. Do not sit back and and wait for someone to um, fight your battles. You have to fight your battles yourself. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying here is that um, you have to fight your battles yourself. We will help you. I'm here. The George Wilder Jr. Show is here because I'm going to have to uh, change the slogan of making the world a better place to take it back our country right now, right now. And we have to take it back. So if you never voted in your life you and you're uh, old enough to get out there and register, be a part of it, love your country, take back your country from the cook, from the uh, cooks. <laughs> I meant to say crooks and thugs. And scammers, liars, cheaters, uh, criminals, take back your country. Or they're going to you know, do something drastic like in democracy. Okay? Uh, vote blue. And I want to say to people uh, out there, I want to say enjoy the evening, enjoy your morning, enjoy uh, your weekend. And the George Wilder Jr. Show will see you bright and early on Monday. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Have a great one. Have a safe one. And by all means, vote blue.
Hatred from the mighty and the mighty from the small. 